0: live how you doing man
1: good buddy how are you which i think we, we can drop i think we can put the cam back on i don't know what's going on here there we go um hey, yeah i got family people running around and <laughs> it's time differences man time zones why is yeah. why are these things a thing yeah <clears> it's <throat> it's nuts
0: um yeah. so i maybe i haven't had you on in a while so what you been up to
1: uh, what have I been up to? Uh, being a father, being a full time father, it's uh, it's it's full on. So I've been doing that. Uh, got through the holidays, which is weird. It was a first, first full on, uh, first full Christmas and New Year's here in Australia. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, I'm I'm from Canada, from Montreal, Canada, and my wife is Australian. We moved out to Australia uh, in July of 2021 into Western Australia. Uh, and if to answer the question on everyone's mind, no, it's fine here. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, they're mandating vaccines, which which really fucking sucks. But other than that, it's um, it's okay. <laughs> we're no, yeah. There's no Gestapo in the streets and so like that. But we're in like Western Australia. Basically, like if you think about it geographically, we're on the, we're the on the western tip of the world, uh, and separating us from the rest of Australia is a big fucking desert. So, like, we're pretty isolated. So that's helped, um, and the fact that we have a we. Basically, have almost all of uh, uh, Australia's economy in mining in one one state. Also, kind of gives us a little bit of leverage, so we kind of avoided some of the silliness. But uh. nice. But yeah, nice. so that's been going on. Um, and then uh, I don't know, reading my Bible, getting through Burnham, looking forward to the show. <laughs> that's that's been that's been the.
0: You might cut out again, bro. I can't hear what you're saying. Nothing. So, about that, ladies and gentlemen, some technical difficulties. We'll get the show back on a bit. While I'm doing that, I'm going to go ahead and tweet out the link for everybody who uh, uh, tune in for this one. We are live. Yeah. So know why is getting set up? I'm going to talk about the book a little bit. Uh, "Suicide of the West" by James Bonham. Fantastic read. This is the second book by Bonham I'm covering on the channel. What we're going to be doing is uh, Suicide Arrest, Manzeria Revolution by Burnham. Now I'm going to go into uh, Multiculturalism by Paul Gottfried, where he, first chapter, he lays out how we are moving from a managerial state to a therapeutic state. And then from after that one, we go into Reclaim the American Right, which opens with a Rothbardian uh, critique of um, Burnham from Justin Ramando. And so it's going to be a bit of a Burnham kick for a little bit. Should be a lot of fun to be able to really see a bunch of different schools of thought and really see, in my opinion, Burnham, one of the better guys of the... Um, not the, he's, not, he's like the best of the main... He's not like this. Mainstream Buckley type right. Like of all the mainstream white people, besides of, of the AO, he was the best one. Oh, how's that? I can hear, I, I can hear back, background noise. I, can't, I don't know if I can hear you yet.
1: Hello. Hey, there Hello. we go.
0: I can hear you. So we're good. Can you hear me? Hmm. I can hear you. No, can...
1: Oh. Hello. Oh, here we I... go. I
0: think I think we have sound. Okay, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: I hear you. We got okay. <laughs> well, good. You
0: saved it. Okay. I tried to keep him interested with some, some Burnham talk while we got this situation settled. Hmm.
1: Situation under control.
0: There we go. Now, I was saying uh Burnham is probably the best of the what I would call the mainstream right of the of um not letting that we have now of the Buckley type right, that kind of not the old right, not the Paul Godfrey Paleo good people that were really good. Burnham is the best of that kind of space that was the mainstay. Like, uh, Godfrey, not Godfrey, Buckley, Burnham, Vanessa Sousa, This mainstay space of like typical uh, conservatives. Buckley was the best one. I mean, not Buckley, Burnham. Burnham yeah. was the best one.
1: He's he's more of a mainstream Carlisle in many in many ways because he he can mm. he can identify the issues. I think the only, the only thing that I, I would say about Burnham and overall, especially with this book, is that he falls into the same problem. I, anyone who's been following me on Twitter uh, knows that I tweet out a lot about uh, getting, getting out of the liberal frame, um, which uh, struck me as being really important. <clears throat> so when I started going through my sort of, um, having a religious experience and going back into the church and, 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 um, and, uh, re, re, uh, re, um. Reuniting with orthodoxy, but um, you start seeing that the the, the important thing what we ha- what we're trapped inside of is this liberal frame, and that all these things are inside that liberal frame that you can't get out of. Uh, so you can't fight liberalism with more liberalism. Uh, that tends to be the problem I find with a lot of conservatives. It's like, well, what are you trying to conserve exactly? You're, you know, the, and Burnham even points out that is that that you know liberalism in its purest form dates right back to the Enlightenment so which and in America especially uh and but we can say the, the entire West uh, you know Western civilization is the child of the Enlightenment like from everything from the French Revolution on 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 up so uh, so when you look at it that way it's like even conservatives are actually just fighting fighting themselves you know, even if you could bring bring America back to I don't know the Halcyon days of 1955, all you're doing is just kicking the can backwards this time. Where you're you're just going to end up to exactly where you are because because this is a program. These 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 things we're seeing in in late stage liberalism aren't bugs; they're features. This is exactly how this is supposed to go. Yes, because um, there's nowhere else to go, right? It's like you were talking about you know on TikTok is like you can you can be topless as a transgendered women to male as long as you're saying you're a transgendered and in transition but you can't do that if you're a woman because of nudity and that so people think that's a hypocrisy they think that there's a there's a contradiction and it is a contradiction in terms but it's also like that's that's the that's exactly what's going to (laughs) happen like you can predict that happening a million times no matter what you do you could be conservative mm-hmm. as fuck, and then this is going to still, this will, this will still popping, uh, be yeah. popping up because the left wing will always paint themselves into these ideological corners. It's, it's mm-hmm. just the, what happens. You know, yeah. now, I've
0: been, uh, I've been dealing a lot with the, the trad con, traditional conservatives, the tra- traditional mm-hmm. Catholics, some orthbros. and it's like I think all these people are right in a sense that they want to go back, but they want to go back to fifty years ago when I want to go back a couple hundred years, you know. Like it's, the, their tradition was pre-Reformation, I'd be on board. But if tradition is enlightenment, and it's like no, that's where the problem started. You want we reset the clock, which is good, but you don't want to actually you know destroy the clock.
1: Yeah, well, that's the whole problem with 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 that kind of ideal or that kind of thinking. Is everyone wants to go back to a point where they think they'd be comfortable, like that they're comfortable being like it's. No one's saying like so. Some people look at the Amish and like they're like ah. Uh, right like Mennonite maybe right mm-hmm. um you know they're they're trying to do that kind of stuff it's like um I, again I think people are caught in this idea that it's that if you go backwards somehow it's going to be, be better or it's going to be mm-hmm. purified things were things sucked back then too um yeah. it just it just depended on where you were and then depending on on like just being Orthodox alone or traditionally Catholic alone isn't gonna save your ass. It's not gonna like it, maybe, yeah. maybe it'll make you at peace with God, but it's not gonna fix your your uh your materialistic issues. Um same thing with hobby farms and all the rest of it. Like I'm I'm looking to homesteading as well to a degree, but I also realize that there's only so much stuff you can get done in a day. And there's only so many things you can learn um and be even mildly competent at. So, if you're going to start going down that path of like, let's say, uh, you know, starting starting to live like a like a like a Mennonite, it's like okay, well, you have to learn farming, carpentry, <laughs> basic plumbing, uh, admiral husbandry. Like, there's the list of things you got to learn and be competent at uh, that you may never never have done at all is pretty astounding. So, you know, it's. Um, it's it's a nice idea, but I, I I think that's kind of it's I think it's one of those like it's it it works on Twitter. Um, yeah. It sounds cool on Twitter, but it's and in actuality. No one's really going to be doing that. So
0: yeah, you, you have to go back and find, okay, what worked? What didn't work? And how can we implement that That's why I like Curtis of so much. He's like, hey, monarchy worked. How do you make that like a corporate thing? Where it's better? And I guess why I think the, the uh, neo reactionaries are kind of like they neo reaction and the paleo people they know what's going on. They, they they have a plan and they have a system in mind they want to pull from the act which like okay I can talk to these people because they they know what's going backwards isn't a solution and they know going forward this current way is going to be going worse and so they're trying to merge both and make an answer which is why I can actually talk to these people and have a good not just debate it's like it's like I'm tired of debating people about points I'm looking to have constantly find solutions which is why yeah. the neo-reactionaries are actually, they offer solutions. They don't just want to point back, well, 15, 20, everyone has a decade they want to point to and say, that's what we got to go back to. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I, what, what can we do going forward to pull from the past?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, uh, I, the only thing that I'm a little bit wary of with, with neo-reactionaries is <clears throat> they put reactionary in, the t- in their bio. <laughs> and that's, I mean, Yarvin even talks about it to a certain extent, but it's new stuff. Um, where it's just like, you know, you're, you realize you're a prey animal, you're a prey species, um, better act like it, like act like a smart one, <clears throat> you know, but if you start waving around distant flags and pointing your, putting your finger going, I'm the, look, I'm the guy, I'm the guy you're going to put in the camps. this me like right over here. Right. Like then you get put in the camp and then, and then you're not really much of a use of to anyone. So, you know, um, the, the <laughs> getting jailed and so that maybe and and it it may be unavoidable at this point. There might be just now, we might be at a critical mass um, of things where Justin Trudeau is talking about the unvaccinated taking up space and, you know, what are we, what are we supposed to do with these people? Like as soon as you start getting into those kind of conversations and that kind of language, you know, what's going to start happening. Like the, the, the stage is set for some really weird, for some really dark stuff. Um, so, and again, that's, this is what liberalism does. It's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a bug. It's a feature. It's, it's what, it's what eventually happens with it. I'm a, I'm by myself here. Hey, hello folks. This is Jason from TubeBit Podcast. Um, there we go. There we go. There we go, Caleb.
0: Okay. So guys, my internet is being, tr- mic problems, internet problems. It's like, do, you, do we see Mr. worth talking about this? That's my uh, claim yeah. now.
1: <laughs> but. The demons, the demons don't want us, don't, don't want us to reveal their secrets.
0: So before we get into the book, I want to, um, I figured one of the things that I saw was great in the book is early on, he kind of writes out like a 19 list point, point by point liberal positions, mm-hmm. that, uh, a liberal will hold a conservative will hold the most and a reaction will hold to none. Uh, I want to go through some of that list real quick, kind of like lay a framework for what a liberal is. Um, cause like, figuring out what a liberal is, is like difficult because there's like a wide variety commies, socialists all fall in a liberal category. Um, but this point list is going to be a great way to draw the framework of what the umbrella term of liberal is.
1: Sound good? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to find I have it highlighted here. Go on. Uh, page, start, 29. Oh, yeah. page 29. Page hmm.
0: 29. Okay, here you go. Here's the list. Um, all forms of rights and segregation and discrimination are wrong. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has the right to free public education. Political, economic, or social discrimination based on religious belief is wrong. In political or military conflict, it is wrong with these methods of torture and physical terror. A popular uh, movement or a vote against tyranny or dictatorship is right and deserves approval. The government has a duty to provide for the ill, aides, unemployed, and the poor if they cannot take care of themselves. Progressive income and inheritance taxes are the fairest form of taxation. If responsible uh, compensation is made, the government of a nation has the legal and moral right to expropriate private properties in its borders, whether it's owned by citizens or foreigners. We have a duty to mankind, uh, that is, to men and zinwal. The United Nations, even in limited in accomplishment, is a step in the right direction. Any interference with free speech and free assembly except for cases of immediate public danger or juvenile corruption is wrong. Wealthy nations like the United States have a duty to aid less privileged portions of mankind. Colonialism and imperialism are wrong. Hotels, motels, stores, and restaurants in southern United States ought to be obligated by law to allow Negroes to use their facilities on the same basis as whites. That's a weird one. Um, the chief source of... <laughs> well,
1: so hang on. So here's... here's I'm just going to jump in here for a second. So for people listening to this, what's interesting, so what he, what is doing here is he, li- he listed a, a case of... I think it's 19. Is it 19 or 29? I can't 19 remember. or something. Let me look. Um, um, I still 20. can't find my... I, I can't still find my... 29. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> so he laid out this this li- this list. And he's, this book was published in 1964, I believe, 65. I think so. Um, and so it's a really interesting look back in history to see where these, all these ideas were just like where you are right now, <laughs> this, this is where this, he's, he's pointing to where these things have actually started, uh, or started to be at least more apparent. And, um, so you made this big list of saying that liberals would always check, check, uh, yes to all these things. Uh, conservatives would take, pick a, a mixture of yes and no's and reactionaries would pick all, all no's pretty much all the time. Uh, and it's when he's going through, when you, as Caleb is going through the list there, you listen to it and like, it's amazing how 2021 liberals have flipped completely on, on certain subjects like free speech. You know, he brings up free speech quite a bit in the first few chapters about how that's like a a mainstay liberal left wing, uh, you know, free speech must be preserved for everyone. Maybe it must be able to speak. it's like, yeah, until you become... It's, it's great when you're not the status quo when you're when the democrats weren't the status quo when they were still like fighting the uh being, you know trying to be played play the play, play themselves as the as the victims they wanted free speech and as soon as they as soon as they have more or less complete control over all uh, overall communications now all of a sudden free speech not so fun right yeah um so you're starting to see all these like little switches because that when he, when burnham's writing this um all the liberals Control a massive amount of stuff in education and communication. It's not as clandestine as it is today, where you know there was still a lot of conservative "quote unquote" um, voices and publications and media and all the rest of it. Uh, uh, whereas, like today, it's like you got what five channels. I mean, not t- not including YouTubers, but I mean, it's like, or whatever. But uh, you know, mainstream news. I like, get what you got. Uh, fox news and i can't think of anyone else <laughs> all, all, all
0: public dissidents are joe rogan jordan peterson and ben sapiro and they all exist in the liberal framework and i can make an argument that all of them are liberals <laughs> like it's it's like oh yeah it's like and they can't tolerate they come with makes this point, and it's like they can't tolerate that kind of dissent you know like ben sapiro dissents like in pro-vaccine understood the lockdown maybe dissents Two percent from the liberal agenda, and he's a he's a right wing Hitler type, and it's like, wow, it's a, it's a religion with so many strong tenets that you can't, basically, you can't zero like deviations from the ideology. It's crazy. <clears throat> well,
1: because it's a totality, right? <clears throat> I was just I was thinking about this today. <clears throat> now, imagine, imagine you're a Western leader right now, right? You're not the brightest, you're not the best, because <clears throat> we and we, we we read about this in um, or you read about this in the managerial revolution where we basically replaced leadership with, with, um, you know, managerial class representatives Mm -hmm. And a manager, a really good manager, uh, is basically a representative of the business, um, and a poor manager too. It just, you know, whatever. Um, so you have, so, you know, you take any any of these leaders quote unquote, who are just basically day managers, not exceptional, not too bright. You know, maybe, maybe not I mean, in almost all cases, unattractive, uh, you know, socially disordered, just just a mess, a mess of a human being, right? Like someone who would never achieve anything else unless they held public office. And through, and now they're being faced with two possibilities take responsibility for having no, no ideas and being just told what to do, and everything you've done up to this point has been disastrous. Or, blame a sub a massive percentage of your own population and start to possibly threaten and just basically lock everyone up in their homes
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: right yeah and this is and this is the death knell that that burnham points out he's like because he's he's seeing in 1964 he's like you know because and it's and it like you're saying um it's it's not um the ideology is a totality Mm -hmm. so so um, you know, later on, when let me find it here, uh, when they're talking about, and I think he makes the point here as well that you can just replace democracy with liberalism. Mm-hmm. So whenever you hear democracy, whenever you hear any of these guys talk about our democracy is under attack, you know, January sixth. Oh, our democracy is, uh, our democracy is sacred. What that, what you really just translate that to meaning is our, uh, our liberalism. Our, our, our Western hierarchy. liberalism, our argyarchy, is under attack, is being threatened. Mm-hmm. And we must we must you know uh, spread it even more, more more aggressively over the world.
0: I want to point out to anybody listening, um, this book is so is so every line is something really. you can talk about. You know, it is so much in this book to talk about. That is gonna be a multi-part series, and um definitely read it. Like I'm I listen to it, but I also need to read it because there's so many things I want to pull from a quote-wise. Because it is just packed full of information that you need to know. Like it is an incredible read. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like again, these these points, these uh, it's yeah, thirty nine points. <clears throat> it's amazing, like how some of them are are still are still very much what you you know have uh, with with the less with the left with the left, with, uh, left in twenty twenty one would twenty twenty two sorry, um, would. Uh, would defend like uh, point 14 colonialism and imperialism are wrong. <laughs> um, uh, the, the chief number 16 the chief sources of, of delinquency and crime are ignorance, discrimination, poverty, and exploitation. Right? Like, Dude, I, I went to uh BLM TikTok today
0: just to kind of see what the arguments were about, like, why people commit crimes and why we shouldn't be prosecuting people, right. and it's just it's I, it's so quince like there's no way to put it's, like there's so somehow there's so little there to engage with but at the same time' it's that little they have they've taken over every single it, sin it's, well, it's you know crazy
1: the the, the the here's the issue right is that <clears throat> and and even with most of these points <clears throat> whether you agree or disagree on the premise it's not the point right there's 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 a theory in the in the praxis so I, I even agree with a lot of times when you look at a lot of the laws that are in the books the laws the laws have become so uh, numerous that you're basically encouraging people to be to be minor key criminals because everyone's broken the law on some level or bent it or the DOJ
0: know. says yeah, the average American breaks 15 federal laws a day.
1: right and you know why? Because there's too many fucking federal laws like <laughs> you know jaywalking jaywalking is technically a crime they just arrested some woman for bring for three months in federal prison for bringing her um her child to the january 6 demonstrations like this is this is what we're getting to right Mm -hmm. is that they've they've designed a system that they can always get you on something at some point because that's that's because liberalism does by taking god out of the picture and by putting man at, at the seat of, at the, at the highest seat of hierarchy mm-hmm. and believing that men, that man can cure all problems and that science and technology and reason will, will, uh, will, is, is limitless, right? Uh, they've, what they've taken is to take away morality and replace it with legalese, right? Mm-hmm. Terms of service, contracts. This is, I mean, this is antichrist, right? The, de- the devil mm-hmm. makes you sign a contract. God gives you, God gives you laws sent down on fucking tablets from atop the mountain, Right. And the mm-hmm. devil makes you sign a little contract, right? So not to get too biblical, but I mean, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's there mm-hmm. too, right? Um, mm-hmm. So when you start to see that, uh, that by removing that morality clause, by removing that higher, that by removing God is at the mm-hmm. from the top of the hierarchy and putting in man and man-made structures, this is what we get. Yeah. Um, this is, it's what happens when you make this, when you,
0: um, this, they caught, I think therefore I am making the self, the beginning of philosophy. Elevating yeah. themselves to the highest point. Um, this, is, this is actually a great book. Hold on. This is a bug, get, um, um, ah. Tree Reformers by Jacques Maritain. He was a um, 19th century philosopher in Paris and he wrote this book about uh, Rousseau, read to Descartes and Descartes read to Rousseau and the all uh, our woes are born out of these three people. Um, it's like he basically tracks the ideological history of everything that sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, but, look, but
1: let's go. Let's go even further back. We can go. Re- we can go to the Reformation.
0: Yes, you know, so Luther, This is why I. Uh, I hate the Reformation. <laughs> I hate Luther. Well,
1: no, but hang on, okay. But let's but let's give the devil his due. Uh, Luther wouldn't have been necessary. That wouldn't have necessary, Well, whatever. Hmm. Theoretically, uh, that wouldn't have happened had the church fathers in rome been at the at the pope in rome and, and and the and the priests and the and the the the, the uh, religious heads the, that were in charge at that time in that period were more responsible because luther was responding to a lot of crap that was going on in the church that yes. time that they were being abusive they were abusing their power they were not speaking the word of god they were they were they were keeping certain things from people maybe and maybe you can you can argue that's like well, that was a good it's thing something. or necessary or whatever have you but it was true. So he right? has so, Luso
0: has fair critiques. My problem is that born out of Luso, because he says I can point to this say, because there are problems, therefore it must be wrong. And he, right. b- born out of that is subjectivism that I can decide what is right and truth. And I don't have to agree with the, Like The idea that you could like in, modern, in America, in the modern church is if you go to the church, you don't get to the church, you find new church. It's telling on your your preference for truth instead of truth itself, and that's born out of Luther's idea of the Reformation. What well, if, if he was uh, bishop, I can't remember what there's a great uh Catholic Bishop. said if Luther didn't leave and stayed and worked within the church, he'd be one of our greatest saints, and mm. he probably would be. But he, but he, he focused he he enjoyed his own intellect more than he enjoyed the truce, and out of that he obviously that came out became from his one mistake of nailing into the door and leaving. Yeah.
1: So, well, vain ba- vain is a is a powerful drug, man. Ego and vainglory are very, very powerful.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, let's get to the uh, yeah. let's go
0: back to the list. Yeah. What was I at? I was at nineteen, I think. Um, where was I at? There you go. The chief source of delinquency and crime are ignorance, um, discrimination, poverty, and exploitation. Communists have a right to express their opinions.
1: <laughs>
0: That's one. That I, my mind was changed on that one big time within the past like two months. Like that was a. The idea of free speech and everyone has the right to express their opinions, I don't longer agree with that one. Um, we should always be ready to negotiate the Soviet Union and other communist nations. Corporate partnership, except possibly for smart children, is wrong. All nations and people, including the nations and people of Asia, advocate have a right to political independence when a majority of the population wants it. We always ought to respect religious belief for others. The primary goal of international policy is the nuclear aids, uh, uh, and the nuclear aids ought to be peace. Except in cases of clear sweat to national security or possible um or possibly to juvenile more censorship is wrong. Okay. So my, my mic got in the way. Um
1: so, censorship is wrong, essentially.
0: Censorship is wrong, yeah. Um, there you go. congressional investigation, investigating committees are dangerous institutions and need to be watched and curbed if they are um, not become a serious threat to freedom. Well, that one's a switch because look at the Trump thing they did was um, the congressional oh, yeah. investigation to Trump and the and it, it,
1: Again, as soon as you as soon as you control all the institutions, essentially, then the institutions are are wonderful, fantastic things, and, yeah, and and need to be defended at all costs because I mean, my God, if we mm. lost if we lost one of the institutions, what would our country do? <laughs> it would collapse with another... Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's let's see. Um.
0: Qualified te- okay, The money um the money amount of school and university uh scars are to be decided primarily by need. What's the um uh, that Marx saying about um oh my gosh, how's the line go? Um to each, 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 according, each to according to, according to, each according to his need. need, yeah. Um mouth according to his um yeah. Uh qualified teachers at least at the university level are entitled to academic freedom. That is the right to express their own beliefs and opinions in or out of the classrooms without interference from administration, trustees, um, parents, or public board or uh, public bodies. And determining who is to be admitted to be schools right back. and un- Bom- uh and determining who is to be admitted to schools and universities quotas assistance based on color, with family or similar factors are wrong. That one district's stretched on. It's all on color now and race. Uh, the national government said guaranteed that all adult citizens, except for criminals and the insane, so that have the right to vote. Joseph McCarthy was probably the most dangerous man in America. Public life during the fifteen years following the second the second war. Now, like anyone who decided to agree with him, is the most dangerous man in America. Um, there is no significant difference uh, in intellectual, moral, or civilizing capacity among human races and ethnic types. Cultural relativism. That was like my first red pill on like, oh, maybe liberalism is wrong. Um, steps towards war disarmament would be a good thing. Everyone is entitled to political and social rights without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, or political, political or other opinion, national, social origin, property, birth, or other status. Everyone has the right to freedom and sort um, uh, conscience, and expression. Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression.
1: <laughs> See, uh, yeah. again, it all depends. It all depends on, what, on, on, on on how how much power you have at any given time, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: everyone has the right to freedom. Of, uh, what was uh, everyone, everyone as a member of society has the right to social security. <laughs> everyone has the right to equal pay for equal work. Everyone has the right to form and zone trade unions. Everyone has the right to to uh, a standard of living, adequate to the health and well-being of himself and the family and the right to security in all event of unemployment, sickness, disability, widowhood, widowhood. Old age or other lack of livelihood circumstances beyond control. I love how it's a list of I get, I get, I get, I get, not one list of like what I'm responsible for, or I give.
1: I give, or I give, I give, I give, I give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and also it's also the undermining, right? Because if you look at what most things that on that list that he would say that liberals in 1964 would be all for, it's all tools <clears throat> that can be used to undermine a basically a christian nation I mean, america mm-hmm. more more so than canada and let's say australia i think even um uh certainly was a very christian based nation like you know, it, it doesn't work without it um there was that great line i think from who was it alexander hamilton
0: one of the founding fathers. Uh, i can't remember which one it was it's few. either him or,
1: or, or john adams where he's like mm-hmm. the, yeah this the constitution works if you're a god-fearing people mm-hmm. if you're not a god-fearing moral people it doesn't work. <laughs> like the Bill of it, it only one person
0: love is accepted. Exactly. So it's it's yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, so you can talk about being um, being a progressive uh, of of any era, um, but you know, the founding fathers were liberals too, um, and every conservative, you know, every every single conservative leader you've had still operates within a liberal frame. And I think that's what people have a really hard time. I'm and I'm talking about myself. Like I'm, you know, like uh, I just came upon this really about a year and a half ago, and it coincided exactly um, with my sort of spiritual awakening, um, almost almost one to one, right? Like I was thinking about, I was reading Yarvin, uh, and started getting my my brain was started get 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 outside of certain things. I'm like, oh wait, okay, wait, 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 like we've been thinking like this, we need to think like this. Um, and then, my, then I had a spiritual awakening and I was like, oh, no, we have to think like this. <laughs> like, yeah, we have to think, we have to get out of the liberal frame. And I think, I think here's, the, here's the interesting thing is that I think once you get out of the liberal frame, you're still going to be in the Christian frame. Because the Christian mm-hmm. frame is all-encompassing. Um, and that's kind of where I'm trying to get into is like free myself completely of all the doctrine, uh, liberal doctrine you've been taught mm-hmm. to get to something bigger in a, in a, in a much more moral framework. That uh, more complete moral framework that isn't mm. about history or isn't something that is is convenient for the government, and it's certainly not something that they're preaching. Um, but it has all those other components that 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 modern Western civilization lacks. We have laws and penals and, and penalties. We don't have redemption and forgiveness and mm-hmm. mercy. We don't have those mechanisms in, in place. So. You know, I, I, I'm the only thing I'm interested in is pursuing systems that do have those things. Because mm-hmm. the, the rest of it is like it's it's just hell. You know, it's hell on earth. No,
0: I, I, mean, I did a podcast last night on um, prison abolishment. and and, and, the, and the parts of that discussion we talked about how like we, when you get out of prison and you have to apply for a job, you have, you have to you mark down like I serve time, and you could be in there for mail fraud, but people immediately assume oh he murdered a guy who was a pedophile. You know, it's like we we have zero redemption and zero forgiveness for anything, not regardless of story. We have pre like when someone gets arrested. And he goes, blank and blank has been charged with manslaughter, murder, and DUI. Everyone calling sex is like, "He's being be in jail forever. And it's like, you don't even know he did it yet. It simply says charged. It's like, with zero forgiveness in this. Look, I mean, cancer culture is a great example of how no one has forgiveness for anything it contains.
1: Look at look at Louis C.K., right? Mm-hmm. Guy guy apologizes, pays the social price, and the family price, I'm sure. He's got two daughters. I mean, that's going to be a fucking awkward conversation. Um... uh Loses millions of dollars, loses all of his deals, loses like just pays like just millions and millions of dollars. And he comes back, dares to come back to ply his trade in comedy, you know, hold well, the wait, horror, too. shock horror. <clears throat> well, yeah, you know. Um, and and again, and and what he did was weird and and disturbing, mm-hmm. and he lied about it, which I think was the biggest, the biggest mistake he made. Mm-hmm. Um because of lying about it, actually probably hurt people, hurt, hurt hurt the women who are telling those stories more than what he actually yeah. did. Because it makes the, it makes them look like a, like look like liars yeah. and assholes. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> so he does all that, tries to come back, and they're like, "No, no, you can't come back. There's no coming back. Don't you understand? Yeah. You're canceled. That's it. You're gone forever. Go die in the street." It's like, how is this? Okay, progressive, beautiful, but compassionate? No. Mm-hmm. Moral? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like well, this is this,
0: you know. This is somebody I think is really born. It was two things oh, I was going like, say. One, the ever he was joke he made when he his first his first stand up back when he first came back to do comedy. His final joke was um.
1: Nobody, the uh, um, the uh, the the uh, uh, the kids, the the school shooting kids.
0: No, no. His, first, his last joke, last joke back on his first reappearance was um, when you ask to joke off with someone, they say yes make sure they said yes. (laughs) 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 um, But this this point of, like, no forgiveness or redemption, it's really, in my opinion, it's kind of born out of Puritanism. I think progressivism progressivism is just born out of Puritanism. Once you kind of see that, like, people complain about this in the Catholic Church a lot. Like, you can go to confessing for anything and walk out basically like it never happened. I think that's good. There is, like, forgiveness in that, absolution in that. That's a good thing. You can come in there and confess the worst things ever, but if you truly mean it, you're clean. We don't have that anymore. That's kind of born out of the Puritan idea. Like, no, you have to excommunicate. They have to kick you out, son. you, kick you to a whole new country. I mean, look at I think it was uh, New Hampshire was born. Basically, a bunch of terrorists kicked people out of, the, a bunch of churches in America, kicked out their members for drinking or something. And then they all formed a new colony in New Hampshire. And one pastor went there and said, hey, they still need forgiveness. They still need Christ. And he went and started a church in New Hampshire. And I'm reading this book now. It's a Puritan Empire, a Catholic view of American history and it's just like wow everything terrible was born out of almost everything table was born out of puritanism
1: yeah you know it's it's amazing to me like uh so i was so uh if anyone doesn't know the story i, I was an atheist anti-theist uh since i was like 12 years old uh so for like 32 years i was uh basically operating operating under, under i turned my back to god and the whole concept <clears throat> and uh and when my daughter was born, I went through a series of like what I just thought was, I was having a breakdown. Um, maybe it was. I don't know. But uh, it was we had my I had my daughter. Um, I had an accident. That I almost cut my thumb off. That that was a whole different thing before that. Uh, and then we had COVID. And we was just going through these series of things. And I got to this point where I just felt I was humbled. Like I was at the most my most. I wouldn't even call it a low point. It was at a pure point, like I was humbled to past to my ego because uh, all these things had happened and it wasn't things that I could have done anything about. It wasn't like you lost your job because you showed up late too much or you got drunk or something about, like that, uh, you know, or your, you know, your life is in free fall because of, because of things you've done. Uh, or not done. No, it's like you, you've just had a whole bunch of things happen to you that no one could have predicted, and mm-hmm. and it's happened to everyone in the world. And now you're dealing with it. So, anyways, I was brought to that 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 sort of egoless point, and that's kind of when I had what I describe as a spiritual experience, where I felt God kind of move through me um, and talk talk directly to me, telling me like what you have to do is bear witness and testify, and 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 that's your, and that's what that's your, it's God's commandment to me. So when that went through me, and again, it was, it's, I don't recommend it to anybody, by the way, <laughs> don't have a spiritual experience. They're not fun. They're not like, it's not joyful. It's, it's nice afterwards, but when you're actually going through it, it's terrifying and brutal and like you feel like completely reduced to zero um, and then kind of rebuilt in, in some ways. Um, And so after all that, what I, what I realized when, in, in, in retrospect, looking back to a lot of the things I had believed and, and, and was operating with that's the one thing I that the first thing that came to me was that there is no redemption here. There is no there is no mercy, there is no forgiveness. Um, so I've come up, we've talked about a, on the podcast, with my friend Mark, <clears throat> and I'm gonna be writing a book about that this year, uh, about my what I call grace, the, the praxis of grace, let's say, um, which is you know three principles of faith, forgiveness, uh, and mercy, and how to practice those three, how to. How to promote those principles in oneself and in one's community. Because that's the thing that that none of these people and nothing in the liberal frame is producing. They're not producing, they're not producing faith, they're not producing forgiveness, and they're sure not as producing mercy. Um, and if we can start doing that on mass in, in our in as many ways as we can, I think we mm-hmm. start to flip this thing. Mm-hmm. Um or if I mean, or if not, and if not, hey, <laughs> we're pretty produ- we're we're promoting, we're promoting, uh, you know, three principles that you know they're they're going to be kind of hard to 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 shit on. They're, they'll do it eventually. They'll be like, yeah. oh, you know, oh, well, forgiveness, for- forgiveness, forgiveness. That's 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 racist. <laughs> yeah. You only know, racist people forgive the other people. Yeah,
0: like that. I, I actually, will, I'm looking forward to reading the arguments because that's going to be fun. Um, no, this, the, the, it's so weird to me to say like, absence of forgiveness. Like, it, it makes perfect sense from the axioms. But what's, let me just quote from Bernard real quick. Yep. The decisive distinction is probably this: modern liberalism, contrary to this the doctrine, holds that there is nothing intrinsic in the nature of man that makes it imp- impossible for human society to achieve the goals of peace, freedom, justice, and well-being. That liberalism assumes to be de- desirable and to define the good society. Liberalism would reject the try tragic view of man's fate found in the nearly all pre-Renaissance thought, and literature, so Christian and non-Christian alike. They would reject the idea of uh, it wasn't a sin in the fallen nature of man. But the moment you make one mistake, you're out. It's like you, you, tainted, you tainted, you you made one mistake. You've tainted yourself. you are gone forever. So they, they don't believe there was a sin until you make a mistake. And then you immediately you can't lose it.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, mm. I, 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 love him. He he talks about it as he calls it a syndrome. Mm. Yeah. That, um, that was a good part. Yeah. I mean, basically saying that all ideologies are basically syndromes, mm-hmm. but the liberal syndrome. So he, uh, let me quote from here. It's like, um, uh we can verify by observation that each of the persons whom i earlier listed as typical liberals exhibit all or most of a certain cluster of, sim, of, of symptoms suitably analyze we may call this cluster or set the liberal syndrome when we discover it latent in other ideas words and acts in a, of a hit uh, of a hitherto uh, uh yeah a unobserved individual we may call him a liberal in a similar way we might also discover different clusters different not in every symptom but in most and in very different in general pattern. Okay. So, so yeah, we can talk about this the conservative syndrome, the fascist syndrome, the commie syndrome, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he, he, and so he starts using the liberal syndrome, which I, which I, I, I love. It's, good, it's a good way of putting it because it sounds, especially in, in we should, we should search, you start, we should start using it more in 2022 because it sounds sort of like virusy. <laughs> it sounds, sounds a little bit medical, right? Yeah. You got to, yeah. oh, it's a syndrome, you know. We gotta, we gotta inoculate yourself from the liberal syndrome.
0: but Absolutely. Um, let's see. One of the things I've noticed, like, so we are, most people are just in a, leftist, a liberal framework. That's just a given, I think. Um, I have friends who are like normies, uh, politically speaking, uh, and you talk to them about anything like outside, like, you talk about any kind of thing political, and it's like, oh, you are just quoting everything that is logical law- the- the cool if they accept the axioms of liberalism, which they all do. Yeah, I remember my first big philosophical debate with my best friend was on cultural relativism because he said, You only think these uh, countries that mutilate little girls' genitals is bad because you're born in America. And I'm like, No, I think that's exactly bad. And, yeah, he, that's his legit position. I was like, You're a crazy person. Like, how do you, how you could, when the girl is screaming no, do you just think, Oh, she doesn't know what she wants? It's like, That's, that's a rapist mentality. You know, it, I mean, it's that's totally
1: crazy right. <laughs> that's that's also making these massive assumptions, right? You're mm-hmm. making a massive assumption that everyone who lives in, let's say, a, a country like Somalia, for example, where mm-hmm. gen, uh, where female genital mutilations is, is is a common practice. Do you think that every person in Somalia is just like, just down with it?" or they're like, <laughs> look, I i don't want to do this. i'd I'd rather not mutilate my my I don't I don't think it's a good thing. however, if I don't do this, they're going to kill us. They'll stone <laughs> us to death. So, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> Chop yeah. her up a little bit. You it's, know? Um, it's nuts. Yeah.
0: Well, well have I got him is he uh, – we were arguing with that, and the next day we argued about um, – uh, what's, it, what's it called? Um, Collard's rape uh, – what's the term they use for it? Um, oh, my gosh. It's um, – hold on. culture. yeah. It's um college rape culture on campus. And we'll argue about it. Back, I said, well, but that's their culture. You only think it's bad because you're not a part of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he literally, he there, He paused, looked at me, went, "You fucker." Because
1: <laughs> it's like it's, it's. Yeah.
0: He was being so contradictory. But um, so everyone kind like, of exists in a liberal framework, but there are people who don't go deeper into it. You know, who don't explore deeper into the liberal. They just exist in it. They don't mind like the normies who don't pay attention to politics. Um and then things happen, and they start going deeper into politics, trying to find answers and solutions to problems they're facing. What is the temperament, you think, that causes someone to choose to investigate liberalism as opposed to other ideologies? Like, when someone has a problem, and they see a problem in the world, they don't, what's the solution to this? Let me investigate. They immediately jump to liberal sources, as opposed to, say, conservative answers, or it's Catholic or Lizard. They just jump right into a liberal framework and go deeper.
1: Well, I just thing. I, I don't, I, I think it's almost, it's near impossible <clears throat> for anyone in the West. To really escape the liberal framework, yeah, like you. So, uh, in order to escape the liberal framework, not I mean, just to identify it, right? And I'm, am and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck in it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, it's it's literally trying to rewire your brain in a fun in, a fundamental level of reality. So I have a I have a, I have a thing that I've written about, and um, I've talked to jo- with Josiah about in our, our last podcast. Together, which is the ritual, the ritual and the reality are one. So that which we ritualize creates a reality, and the realities then create rituals. So there's there's sort of a self feeding uh, loop. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that is that we're there's there's many different little subsets of realities, like parallel realities. There's the Catholic reality, the Orthodox reality, uh, the liberal reality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Once you're in that reality, to even start to imagine anything outside of it like you, you can be dimly aware of things outside of it mm-hmm. but to just and just to be clear the, Chi- the, the 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 chinese that are caught in a communist system which is part of the liberal frame um <laughs> it, there's almost zero countries on in, on this planet that do not exist in the liberal frame yeah even somewhat i would even say saudi arabia and and uh and the um and Bahrain and all that stuff, you know, Jordan with princes mm-hmm. and and principalities, it's we have like a semi-functioning monarchy, right? Yeah. Um, they're still in a liberal frame because they don't work that monarchy. That they they do business with li- with with liberal with, with, mm-hmm. with sorry Western liberal governments, so they they adopt a lot of other practices that they're sort of half in and half out, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they're still operating in a liberal frame. So to get out of that mindset is damn near impossible because there's not really any other, um, there's no other examples of it. You can't just simply say, oh, okay, well, we'll just try to be like, I don't know, Hungary. Well, Hungary's in mm-hmm. liberal frame. <laughs> yeah. All these countries are in liberal frames. So, um, so to answer your question, um, I think the, the big thing we have to realize is that conservatism or the right isn't mm-hmm. far enough. Yeah. You're not actually getting out of that framework. You need to go further. This is uh, something,
0: uh, Yavin said. I was into Yavin today, and he said, uh, when someone asked him, like, who is someone right of center that you dislike the most? And he explained, like, I don't like the term white right of center because anything that's not in, the, in leftism is right wing. And so you can have a Catholic monarchy and and Capistan and anything that's the most right wing, anything that's not, uh, Part of the framework is right wing, and so it's like find us, like make that a a coherent, solid group of people. You can't do because there's really no cohere, there's no cogency between the groups. It's just you're not leftist. which is how I just got my politics nowadays. Like, what are you? I'm, I'm just, I'm anti-left. That's my politics. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and that's fair enough, right? I think that's that can be its own subgroup. So, but my my curiosity is this, and I and I don't have answers for a lot of this stuff. Like, I'm not going to be the guy who builds because i was i was thinking about this too like what's what's my utopia what's my preferred government what's what's my encapistan right mm-hmm. if i were to have one and i don't i don't i don't have an answer to that um because i don't um maybe i'm not smart enough maybe i'm just i'm not that guy uh you know i'm the uh, i'm the i'm the the fly in the ointment half the time where i'm 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 always the bugaboo where I'm like, wait a minute, can I just ask a question about this group we're doing? Uh, do you see the inconsistencies in your plan here? <laughs> By the way, like I'm always that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, I'm, I'm probably a poor architect. More, I'm, I'm a better uh, um, uh, at, uh, at what is was. We should say like basically beta testing. I'm a good beta tester. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> anyways, um, what was the question? What was the, what was what was my point? You uh-huh. in campus? You in utopia? Oh yeah, so if if I were to have it a, a have an Encapsad, I I don't know what that would be. I, it would be something more like a semi-functional monarchy. Yeah. Um but, you know, and I I like Jarvin's like general idea of patchwork. But again, oh, all those things. Uh, people listening, I'm to... doing
0: uh people listening, I'm doing patchwork with a friend of mine, uh, Zay from Slup Gang probably next week. So look look forward for that one. So I got to self-promote.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. Um yeah. I think it would be something like city-states. I think we could, we think there's something that could be functional about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see so many perils and problems with that as well. Yeah. And basically what's going to have to happen is all this stuff is going to collapse before it can be rebuilt. And yeah. right now Davos is in the driver's seat. They're collapsing all this stuff so they can rebuild it in the West. Mm-hmm. What that's going to look like, I have no idea. I'm more concerned with raising my daughter with certain principles and axioms so she can navigate things a little bit better uh and come out hopefully relatively unscathed and and have mm-hmm. generations after her that that's all my concern is right now yeah. um but uh you know how because I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever my preferred system is 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 not gonna <laughs> that's not that's not gonna happen it yeah. was i
0: i gotta Fun opportunity, I mentioned uh, corporate monarchists in the group that I met with a bunch of uh, Christian anarchists, and they're all Protestant Christian anarchists. So they're, like, they're fun to talk to, but I don't think I agree with somebody like anything anymore. Um, and he asked me, like, "Okay, what is your, like, you keep talking about corporate monarch and stuff. What does your system look like? And like, I got an opportunity to, like, sit down and, like, write out how I would put my system to work, which was a fun experiment to kind of, like... So I wrote out, like, okay, tree pod government, people, Catholic church, company town, corporate monarch, said responsibilities... This kind of finance mass, and I gotta like, write all that when I got a little paper for what I would want to see. Which is like, anyone listening, it's a fun experiment, kind of like it kind of figure out like what you want, and it gives you the idea of what you should work towards. And it gives you a framework to does, What do, do I like this policy? Well, not in this current system, but I don't get like I'm not opposed to it on principle, so it's a fun experiment. Uh, yeah, you know, I encourage everyone listening to uh give it a try. So, uh, one of the points Burnham makes, I that he brings up, I think is really great, is the, the rig theory of history. How liberalism, thinks we're constantly moving uh, forward in time to a better and better saying. And we're never going to go backwards. We're never going to go downhill. It's just always getting better and better and better. It's, I hate the rig theory of history. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. What's your take on like the, the rig theory of history? That things are going to constantly be getting better.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. It's it's it's, it's a dumb idea. Only because um, one of the things that that I've become very aware with, with in terms of um, with religion is the, is the is the the power of acceptance. Uh, and and acceptance doesn't mean you condone something. It's the same thing with mercy. It's like just because you show someone mercy doesn't mean you say that what you've done is right, or that we forg- or even with forgiveness, it's not it's not so much we. We condone what your actions are. But um, but if you get to a point of acceptance, and so we say that all things are as they, as not only as they should be, but as they must be to produce other works. Uh, and that the only thing that we can really be concentrated on is increasing human, increasing and preserving human decency. Which is what I would say is the only true conservatism that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once we lo- start losing dignity and decency, um, or once we start losing decency, we lose dignity. And once we lose dignity, then it's, it's all downhill after that. Yeah. Um, cause then people are, people just be- get to a point where they can, they can start doing some really horrible things, um, to each other and to themselves and it come clean in the wash. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, if the, if the idea that everything can always be better, um, or this pursuit. You know, I I think it's was essentially antichrist to talk about the pursuit of happiness. You know, God doesn't talk about happiness. You know, God talks about joy. You know, there's joy and sorrow. I put that out on Twitter recently. It's like a lot many people know sadness, but very few people know sorrow. And I can say the same thing about happiness. It's like many people have been happy, but very few people have known joy. Yes. And and what that is it is it, it, if if people are confused about the distinction, is that there's an uplifting of the spirit. Even in sorrow, a great sorrow is joyful in, in a way. It's what connects you with a greater sense of meaning and purpose. You know, simple sadness, you can be sad over, you know. Don't milk. Your, your, yeah, your ice cream falling on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be happy because uh, because you ate a burger or I don't know, whatever, right? Um, but but to be truly joyful or truly sorrowful, that takes something extra. Um, mm-hmm. It takes a greater connection to to. To let's say the natural order, or or a higher cause, or to our, to ourselves and to to other people, so um, I don't know how this is answer your question, but um,
0: well, on the but, point about go ahead.
1: yeah, so yeah, in terms of in terms of constant progression mm-hmm. um, through technology um, or something else, it's like it's it's never going to ever. It's there's no end point. right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, I was I was just thinking about this this week at any at any given point in your life. At any stage of your point of your life, you were living in the most technologically advanced civilization of that had ever been, right? Mm-hmm. And we can go backwards to the beginning of time, right? So before the wheel, so there was a there was a time before the wheel and after and during the wheel and after the wheel, right? Uh you know, post-wheel. <laughs> and and every single day, every single year past post-wheel. Has been the best, most amazing technological breakthroughs of of human history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you start thinking about it that way, it's like, okay, well, where does this end? You know, does yeah. does it end when we no longer are human? Does it end when we've uploaded our our being into a cloud system? Is it does it end when we've are we're, when we're, we're pig hybrid human beings and, and 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 the whole prospect of humanity is a, is a is a null question? Is that what is that it mm-hmm. like? Is that the end point? You know.
0: I um, I have uh, I've been I went down the metaverse rabbit hole this week. Into right. The idea of virtual property, and it's like virtual property is going to be the patchwork, <laughs> in a sense. And it's like, it I, it, and it's like we can buy we buy virtual land and build whatever government you want. And it's all I'm like you got, well, you don't own it, so you can't control what happens in it. But you can lead to a new one. It's like that's virtual metaverse is virtual patchwork, and whether that's good or bad, I don't know.
1: <laughs> we're about to get post money, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. post post currency is going to be very interesting yeah. Um, because so much of what people gauge success on is how much money you have. Mm-hmm. And now there's so many different metrics to, to judging success, wherever the, whatever the hell that is, mm-hmm. um, that, that money doesn't even mean anything anymore. Um, you know, Joe Rogan gets hundred, gets a hundred million dollars for a podcast for just talking to people a hundred million dollars it's an absurd amount of money yeah. but then again mm-hmm. bezos makes a trillion so you're like where it's just it's just numbers now they're free floating it doesn't matter um, yeah
0: they're not tied to anything you know it's no no this is my libertarians that comes out it's like what's it, if we had hard money <laughs> this is my libertarianism yeah. that comes back when i talk about money um this is the quote from the book i think it's a quote from the book i took notes and i forgot to write down what was my idea and what was a quote from the book um Someone can say it. Um, that if man would only resign himself to reason, parentheses, the liberal agenda, the utopia would emerge within a few years.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's it's amazing to me. Like one thing I've noticed about liberalism. This is a point uh, I learned from Lou Rockwell in uh, Against the Left, which is probably the best book you could ever read. Um, is he has the point of any leftist agenda is that it's you can't fix it. You know, you are a sin of racism, uh the environment, COVID. Egal- e- e- uh, egalitarianism these are unsolvable problems and you will always be trying to move towards those goals and that just gives them the excuse to like well we're not there yet well we're not there yet well, we're not there yet and i can excuse them to keep increasing their power keep increasing their control and will keep trying
1: oh yes yeah. it's uh it's like the, the, the idea of eternal war for eternal peace right mm-hmm. so we're gonna have this exact same thing um you know environmentalism is, a, is the greatest is the greatest con job of all time um <laughs> Because, because you can always just say <laughs> you can make up anything you want, man. Like this is so and and, and so here's an interesting thing. Here's here's a, here's it the tinfoil hat moment, folks. If you if you want to skip ahead, this is this is where we get a little bit to, this is where Jason gets a little bit into story hour, right? But well, just let's, let's 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 pretend, let's assume, right? Let's assume that you you're given two choices. One is spend a billion dollars. On maybe getting people to Mars or the moon or wherever, right? Or fixing climate change or whatever have you. That's going to cost you a billion, billion, trillion, zillion dollars. And it might fail. Or you can spend $100 billion on an ad campaign that's highly effective and just puts the idea in people's heads. So now I'm selling, and, and the reason why I believe this is true, and this is what's happening, is that I'm in sales, right? I'm 25 years in sales. It's re- in restaurant sales, but specifically selling food and food and wine, right? That's my speciality. I sell wine, um, and I'm very, very good at that. Um, and You the, seem like a wine string- guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, seemed- you know, yeah. A little, little, little bit pompous, a little bit pompous with a, a bouffanty <laughs> hairdo, yeah. Just a little that's, bit. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, but but I'm very good at it. And here's the thing with, with wine tasting notes I can make you taste something. So if mm-hmm. I'm letting you taste something and, and I tell you, oh, do you, do you taste the, you know, do you, do you taste the, you know, there's a lot of grapefruit notes in there. And if you don't, and if you're susceptible to it, you're going to taste grapefruit, whether it's there or not, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's there or not, I can make you taste it. So, and that's just the power of, that's the power of suggestion. It's hypnosis 101. Um, and imagine you can do that on a massive scale where I can tell you that things are bad or things are getting better or things are great or things are back to bad crisis, whatever, without having to do anything. You know, I think the, the virus and the vax, for example, are both mimetics that both don't exist. <laughs> like they're both just whistles, wazzles, you know, like imaginary, imaginary things that they've, everyone's convinced actually works. And this is because we're into this liberal thing where where the liberal frame is 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 keeping trying to convince people that, that technology and science and all these things are going to fix all your problems, right? That's the presentation. There's there's, there's your pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is none of that shit works. You know, it doesn't work. But here's one thing that does work, and this is what the strength of what when Vinarmani talks about, so Cyprian talks about going into the dim age, mm-hmm. this is where we start the mysticism coming in. Where it's like, I'm gonna trick your mind. I'm gonna to start to warp your your concepts of of reality uh by getting you to believe in this false, this false narrative that's gonna take on its own spirituality and its own its own mythos that again has no 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 divine works on, 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 on earth, it won't be able to produce anything, but it'll convince you it does. It's mm. gonna tell you it does, and you're gonna believe it because you have. You have no other way of, you have you have no other counterpoint. You know, there's no other, there's nothing, there's nothing else to compare it to. So at some point, everyone's going to be so sick um, or, you know, be, be sick every, you know, disastrously sick every, every every year because you're told to. You know, we don't know if flu season's a real thing or if you just think it is. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right? <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't know the things you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's becoming more and more apparent as we're seeing them rewrite history in real time. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it, where they're redefining terms, where they're redefining history, they're rewriting it, um, and all it takes is is for our generation to eventually pass away, and then who's to say, right? Who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say the black the black plague was actually the black plague? It was COVID. I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just simply saying that there's no way you, you know, you Caleb or me, Jason could possibly, under could possibly know 100% for sure that those things actually happen. Other than people say, well, it's in history books. I'm like, yes. Okay. Well, you're, are you telling me that people couldn't, couldn't lie in a history book? Like, are you telling me that, you know, you know we're seeing it happen. So.
0: Yeah. This is a great quote from uh, John Hartman. Who's, who's, who was here earlier. Uh, he said, what up? He had a great treat. Uh, History is made by repeating the narrative from time from the time of event occur until there's no one left to remember what happened. They just put it and force it to feed, force feed it to the use so you don't know any better.
1: Yeah, I saw that tweet too. Yeah, it's that's a great a really tweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's coming on
0: this, uh, he's coming on Sunday ne- next Sunday for my I'm starting a Bible study series. We're going to go through the All entire right. Bible and he's going to be the guy to do it with me. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I was actually thinking about I'm thinking about doing the same thing um, with my Orthodox study Bible, just starting to do uh daily or weekly um uh, segments nice. where you just go through a few chapters and mm. and uh, do the reading notes um this is a good one too on, on the universality of liberalism <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: uh let's see if i can get this blown up a little bit There we go. uh so the democratic this is quoting from uh, a speech by mr hutchins um, so Mr. Hutchins delivered an address that is a condensation of much of the theoretical side of, liberal, of of the liberal. The democratic, i.e. liberal faith, is faith in man, faith in every man, faith that men, if they were well enough educated and well enough informed, can solve the problems raised by their own, by their own ag- aggregation. Mr. Hutchins then added a comment uh, admitting with surprise candor that liberalism is not a scientific theory nor a cognitive assertion of any kind. And is immune to fact observation or experience. One advantage of this faith is that it's practically shockproof. He went on, industrialization can sweep the world, nationalism and technology can threaten the extinction of the human race. Pop- population can break out all over. Man can take off from the pl- from this planet that his ancestors took off from the primordial ooze and try to make other planets to shoot to shoot from. Education can be trivialized beyond belief. The media of communication can be turned into media of entertainment. The democratic dialogue made possible by the right of free speech can almost stop because people have nothing to say or if they have something to say, no place to say it. And still it is possible to believe that if democracy and the dialogue can, t- can continue, if they can be expanded, freedom, justice, equality and peace will ultimately be achieved.
0: It <laughs> reminded me of that it was a, you know Eric Weinstein is? He's one of the uh, yeah. intellectual like, dark web people. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a, To me, he's a modern day Pythagoras. That's good and bad. Um, his solution to everything is that we need the our metrics are messed up because we're built for growth. And therefore, we need to go to a new uh, place with new metrics. We need to go to a new planet. It's time to leave the planet. So, like your solution is that we have all these problems here. So instead of solving the problems and figuring out why the problem is caused, and so we don't have the same thing happen on a new planet, you just want to start over on a new planet and just keep moving planets. You've accepted the liberal framework so much that it must be good. We just messed it up on this planet. We gotta try again on a new planet and keep trying until we have 50 liberal hell escapes.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the problem. This is this is this is what I'm saying about escaping the liberal frame, which is really critically important in this. Because if you don't, what you end up getting caught in, and I did this for many, many years, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that let me break out of it was just I just saw too many contradictions start stacking up to the point where my brain was like, okay, whoa, 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 right. When yeah. when Yarvin introduced me to uh to um formalism, uh my that, that created very smooth brain feelings. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, what is presented should be what is what is what is actionable. If these two things are not congruent, there's a, there's a contradiction in power. Like there's a problem here that needs to either be rectified or be realized for what it is. Mm-hmm. So when you start looking at that liberalism, you start uh, using formalism to go through and go, wait a minute, it says this, but does this. And it's, and it says this and does this all across the board <laughs> fundamentally. Right. And it's been doing this for, I mean, at least a hundred years, um, yeah. if not more. But we'll say at least 100 years in in what we would consider a modernist kind of framework. So either, right, either there's been either all the smart people, right, for over 100 years have been completely oblivious or wrong, or this is exactly what you could predict. Like, if you apply this program, this is what you get. And there's no escaping it. There's no, we can just do this on another planet, and we'll we'll make it, we'll we'll tweak a little bit, and you know get rid of those fractal errors. It's like no, Eric, this is it. This is the program. This is this is your yeah. It's Windows. It's Windows ninety five, my friend. It's going to be Windows ninety five forever. It's it's not a, it's, yeah. You know, there's nothing you could do to it. It's 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 you know, especially not not something that Eric's going to do to it. Like, yeah, I don't. Know.
0: The the honestly, I've been listening to to the dark horse, uh like the, not the dark horse, the uh the IDW people. Now that I've kind of like gone down this Yavin reactionary. Cringe. Actually, we actually read, yeah, I've actually started reading the frenzies and now I'm going back to like, oh, these are considered friends of you. I uh it's like Jordan Peterson is considered a dissident. He got the vaccine. I don't think he can get the vaccine and call himself a dissident. I, I think that's like that kind of contradicts a little bit
1: yeah well i'm i'm having a bit of a fallout with jordan uh i've, I've been a big fan of his and and defender of his <clears throat> mostly because i think no matter what you think about him i think his his work and mm-hmm. um i mean he's he's partly responsible for for a lot of my where i am now and in, in terms of thinking. CBL. so i gotta t- give a tip of a hat to him constantly for that at the same time he's doing this weird thing where yeah he's he's, pro- he's he, di- he got the vaccines which is fine i mean i'm i, I can, mm-hmm. look i am not I want to make this very clear to people. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter if you take a vaccine or don't take a vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. It's always been about freedom of choice for me. It's if you want to take it or you don't want to take it. And it's first of all, it's none of my business. And, sec- and second of all, it's like, just you got to do what you do, what you want to do, man. That's I'm not here to judge your life at all. Uh, it's the forcing people to take it that that I'm that I'm staunchly against. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, I digress. So. With Peterson now, it's like he's going on tour, and he's and he's saying that people in Canada, especially in Quebec, should be rising up in public, you know, and and should you no know, uh, start to uh, have civil disobedience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he's going on tour in theaters that are requiring proof of vaccination. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, hey Jordan, <laughs> you know, want to man up and uh, and maybe cancel your tour or yeah. or or, or I mean, go to Joe yeah, exactly.
0: That's why I, I think Zog is my favorite of of, uh, of all these public intellectual types because he has enough fuck you money to like actually stand by his word.
1: So and does it's like,
0: Jordan, though. Yeah, but he's not doing it. He's like he's. Everything he came back from the whole Russell thing. He's not been the same. Like he's. He, I, think he's I think he's. I think he's like backed away was mentally and mental capacity. But I think his framework has kind of changed after that. And I don't. I don't enjoy him as much. Or maybe I've changed too much to enjoy his work.
1: Uh It's mostly um, you, I think. I mean, I think, so. it's, I, think, I think that's always the thing is that you know people um, I remember I remember watching the Young Turks when they first came out. because there's very little things on like YouTube, there was almost nothing on there. and I was still, uh, you know, uh, a liberal. and I didn't really want to sit down and watch CNN and Fox News and all that stuff. so it was an interesting way to get some American news. Um, and as I kept watching them, I mean they've, they've obviously progressed and got, gotten further further <laughs> into the sewer pit uh but but i mean also you know, i just started changing as well to the point where i, I couldn't i'm, I'm not going to tolerate certain certain ideas in my head <laughs> like i don't i don't need those voices like it's like when, when you when you, can, when you can start writing the script for them when you know exactly what they're going to say because it's because it's it's always the same thing mm-hmm. they always blame the same sources and blame the same things. It's like oh, i don't i don't need to hear about this i, yeah. I it doesn't doesn't affect me
0: is um so now I have two more points I want to talk about before we get wrap yeah. up for part one. Um, first part the um, idea the le- left liberals are always reforming the institutions always um, moving moving the, moving their the window for what is allowable you know I, I had a friend I was talking to on Twitter uh, Marcel Anarchy and black on Twitter and I said, uh, how do we take back for like, for like six months I was very into the idea of how we take back universities. How do we, how we think back or create conservative universities? How do we do a conservative libertarian long march true like the, the, the left did? And he pointed out to me, kind of broke my entire idea, like the left can constantly institute, institute a new um, what's the term for it? It's a check of an ideology. It's a um, oh, what's the term he used? Uh, litmus test. They can always into a new litmus test that is going to be further and further left. The keep constantly maintained. Right has no mechanism for a litmus test to determine how you could stay and how you could, or who's to kick out. And so it's not going to be possible for them to take back anything or or keep anything. You know, it's it's a the iron law of oligarchy has always always moving left. The of one of the Machiavellian laws or something.
1: But well, I mean, you going, could, you could you could you could maybe say religion. The only, the only, here's the problem with the right, with being on the the right on this one, or let's say not, not liberal, right? Mm -hmm. Is that whatever group you, whatever dissident group you create, you're going to stand out.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It's what happened in the Soviet Union with, uh, with, uh, with the church uh, and why they went after them, why they infiltrated them, made them bend the knee and basically, basically neutered the church officially and then killed off all the, all the devout faithful. And, and put it and basically all the, so everyone who survived that just went underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason they did that is because, because they can't have something, they can't have an apparatus outside, the, outside the main body. It doesn't, they, they can't have any kind of challenge or threat to the system. So you could create a, uh, an independent thing. Uh, and that might exist for a little bit because they're busy cleaning up other things over here, mm-hmm. but eventually the isoron will turn on you. Yes. And because you've cloistered yourself into a nice little handy group, that they can point to and go, aha. Well, there you go. There you little buggers, right? This is my You're problem with to... the
0: Free State Project in New Hampshire. Yeah. Or <laughs> Florida there... or Well, Florida. Yeah. It's like I think Florida, I think Florida's gonna be safer because the DeSantis that exists in the framework. And the New Hampshire people are trying to get out of the framework. I think that's my take on it, is that Warren DeSantis is still how do I put this. He is mm-hmm. a conservative politician and he will be the allowable dissenter, I think, in a sense. He'll be the court jester. The court's just a conservative. They're allowed to have the bounce board, you know, to back their ideas off of. I think they'll tolerate him much more than they're going to tolerate New Hampshire, which is trying to say, literally say, we want to succeed and do our own thing. Like, I think there's going to be a, there's a distinction there. They, they, they need, they, they need, they need the sweat. You need the eternal enemy. And I think Ron Sanders can serve that role, and that will keep Florida safe, as opposed to the idea that the New Hampshire people are going to reject the framework.
1: I don't know I don't know if a if a national divorce or separate or or a sp- a state splitting off mm. is necessarily against the agenda. Mm. It so the hardest thing to understand right now is we're still f- f- peering through the fo- fog of war. Mm. Uh and it's this is war like don't don't get don't get twisted. Um uh war on our way of life at least anyways. So we don't really understand it's hard to understand See clearly what the end goal is here, uh, other than dependency. I think, I think, I, I think it's safe to say that they want everyone dependent on the government completely. Yeah, um, and 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 basically make that into into a one world government that everyone's dependent on on some level. Like you, you get your money, food, housing, metaverse tokens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Metaverse to- tokens, like mm-hmm. you know everything you get that from a from a central governing authority, right? That's what mm-hmm. they want. Um. So to that end, I think that you know New Hampshire, Florida, whatever. Even if these people end up splitting off from the 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 body of the United States, I don't even know if that's a. I mean, I don't know how they how they react to it, but I don't know if it's be necessarily negative. They might be like, "Yeah, sure, go,
0: good, great." Amazon's it's, still there. Metaverse can still be there. We have our other yeah. means of controlling you. That's a good yeah, point. We can,
1: we can we control we control everything else around you. Yeah. So. Fuck off. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. You're 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 a new country. Great. You're New Hampshire stand. Fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. But oh, you oh do you want food? <laughs> like yeah. Oh. Oh, you yeah. want power? Oh, you you'd like water, would you? Oh, okay. You know. Like, like, this
0: is the problem with Florida. Like I'm I'm pro success in so, but the problem with Florida is like being a peninsula, we have trade, but it's like we can easily be blockaded. And so it's like we have the opportunity if we were to say provide goods to the rest of the country, we could do that. But also to blockade us and cut us off from everything be too easy. And so it's kind of like dude, how do you do without it's getting a war? I don't know.
1: Well, mostly you not I mean, but you don't have an agri- I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure you have some agriculture, not enough, you know, <laughs> and, and people can grow certain foods there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people have this idea, like I you know, I think we were talking about this before we started recording, but um you know, people have this uh, this this idea of going further back in history and we'll start it again, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't pay attention to ge- geography, uh <laughs> To your, your, your your general ability to, to do anything. If you live in a mm-hmm. city, where are you going to grow a garden from? Like how, how much food can you possibly produce to, to feed yourself and maybe one other person? You know, that's pretty difficult actually. Um, to put, you know, you, you transform your living room into garden beds. It's a pretty significant um, uh, invasion of your space, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, and I, and I don't think people think that through. Uh, not, to, not to mention that if they know Dick all about gardening, um, you know, it's not like you're you're pretty dependent on seasonal change and all the rest of it as well. So, anyways. Um, so yeah, that that whole thing with Florida, it's like, yeah, you can succeed, but do you do you like do you like eating? Do you do you, do, you, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you like having transport out? Oh, you have goods and services you want to trade? Great, mm-hmm. cool. Uh well, we'll just blockade the roads and say no until you, yeah. until you until you until you agree to these terms. What are you gonna do? You can be a what? Mason and still be like, what are you going to do? Make, make friends with Cuba? Like what yeah. the fuck? You know like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. That's like this. like, I I, w- I had a while ago. That's been like a month. I went through all the numbers of Florida, uh, real estate economy and everything. So I, like, okay, if I, I want to make a like, a, like a paper, I was like, here's Florida's standing. Here's where we need to be. If you're going to succeed, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, here's how we can be so sufficient. Here's how we survive. And as I was going through the process, I realized, Oh, Unless we find a way to do it without pissing off the federal states where they they uh, blockade us, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, doesn't no, you, matter. you need you, you need you need to do it in a block. So it's it, you're, yeah. you're back. You're basically, and then that's civil war. Yeah, whether it's a hot war, a cold war, it doesn't matter. That's civil war. Yeah, uh, and if you know if we get to that point, well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just hoping I can. Uh, how do I put this? Die before that happens. <laughs> I want to just post, yeah. I want to put that long enough so I don't have to live through that. But at the same time, I also want my kids live to live through it. So maybe having it happen now to where it can be done by the next generation be better. It's like the acceleration of this idea. Of like, how do we just get the problem now to the next generation and deal with it? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, Last point before we end it, because we've been going for quite a while. I think we've already mm-hmm. done like probably the first three chapters of this book or something, because there's so I much. This is so much here. Uh, let's talk about tolerance for a little bit. I have a friend who's. He doesn't admit this, but when you talk to me, he realized, Oh, how you identify left right is, is social acceptance because I'm I'm socially acceptable of gay people and LGBTQ stuff around them. I don't have any problem with it. Uh, and I don't voice my concerns. He thinks I'm a left, uh, I'm a liberal with like right wing tendencies, and it's like, No, your, your metric for left right is tolerance. I think there's a lot of people who's that is a metric. It's how, how tolerant are you of other people?
1: Yeah, I think. I think t- typically speaking and I blame Americans a lot for this. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, no, enough, I blame
0: myself too. <laughs> uh,
1: Americans fucked up Christianity um yes. yep. massively, especially in the 80s. Televangelism and, uh, and and ev- evangelical Christianity um, just brutalized the <laughs> brutalized churches, man. Mm-hmm. Um uh, in a way that I I, I don't think uh, I don't think the church may ever recover fully from it, uh, at yep. least not not in my lifetime. Uh, and you know, for younger viewers, you, the people who didn't go through the whole Tammy Faye Baker and all that stuff, um, you know, it it uh, it really kind of painted religion religion and religious people as as, as a grift. Uh, and then that was an easy pathway for the the, the, let's say the new atheist to come in and start criticizing the church especially in certain iterances of the church like they went out to the roman catholics and i think they had really good reason to go after some certain roman catholics Mm -hmm. but they started treating all religion like they were roman catholics um and it's like well no (laughs) or they started treating all or or they go after like christian fundamentalists um,
0: like Sam Harris probably my favorite of the new atheists. Mm. all his like his book um uh the moral landscape is natural law theory like if he like it's, it's basically natural law theory and I feel like a lot of the uh critiques the new atheists offer are not aimed at they're aimed at the worst the lowest of the low you know yeah. like the the aim aim so low and this is what I really one of my big things I I I have a really big disdain for Protestantism. because I think uh the always be reforming and the subjective like born out of it you can trace a lot of problems to calvin and Luso. and then the puritan ideas in america born out the progressive the framework like the how to put this the reformation ruined and ruined so much so many aspects of um, the christian framework for so many people that were kind of existing in this post reformation christianity and it's like when i say i'm catholic a traditional catholic i have to clarify i'm a pre-trent i'm a pre-counselor trent catholic that's mm. where i'm at because all this post-Trent stuff in response to the, a lot of Protestant uh, critique, um, the written response was very good. The bishops adopt to make better, uh, be better uh, evangelized, evangelize better. They adopted the critiques of Protestantism and they brought in the worst parts of both, <laughs> which is why post-Trent Catholics are like the worst part of the bureaucracy and then the worst part of the Protestant theology. And it's like you, well, are, like what well, we're getting out of it finally. But right now, there's so many things like that it's like you're the worst of both. <laughs>
1: We'll 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 pick that up in the think, part two because because Burnham does get into um, get into religion here, um, and uh, sorry, I just look at my own mo- nose here. He does get into he does get into the liberal, liberalizing um, liberalizing Catholicism especially, um, and how JFK was viewed as um, um, as not a true liberal because he was an Irish Catholic. Uh, and again, this is like you're talking about a different, almost a different world. We're from like yeah. 19, from the from 1964, but um, but it's interesting. Yeah, uh, one of the problems with Roman Catholics right now, and why I've been mean, I've been very vocal about, I would just burn the Vatican to the ground, like raise it. It's it's, it's useless now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's dynamically possessed, and and the Pope is. The Pope is, nah, is is. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started, The Pope, ah, you know. <laughs> like all hey, good man.
0: Catholics, I too hate the Pope.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's, it's I mean, this is this is deal. insane. You know, he uh, he put he put up a a, a, a statue South of, Martin, of Martin Luther. He put a he a, put a, a statue of Martin Luther in the Vatican. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so
0: much. This is actually this is actually one of my big points. Like the reason I think so many people are going into orthodoxy. Is they have a longing mm-hmm. for tradition, but with medieval orthodoxy, you can drop any of the baggage that comes with the tradi- like um, apostolic Christianity. And it's like just a, like the like, people want tradition. They look at Cossacks and go, "That's a lot of baggage. What can I get the same That's- tradition and same literacy, but not with the baggage?" And then they go Eastern. Yeah, orthodoxy- I, I, but again,
1: I think it's because because a lot of a lot of Westerners, myself included, <laughs> um, are. I think they find Russian orth- uh, Eastern Orthodoxy exotic. Um, mm-hmm, yes, I mean I was raised partly with it with, with my with my family. My uh, half my family is Ukrainian and Polish, and so I was raised kind of loosely with the, the traditions around me. So it doesn't seem so like ooh, you know, duh, mm-hmm. you know special or unique. Um, that being said, it's like there's there's tons of problems in the Orthodox Church too. Like it's not.
0: It's, I actually want to ask you about that. Hmm. Um, I know that the, the liberalizing of Catholicism is there a same trend in Orthodox? Like a liberalizing
1: that, of orthodoxyology? not that i know of i mean um again I'm, 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 maybe i'm the wrong wrong person to answer that answer that question because i mean my uh i'm about a year and a half into my into my i haven't even i haven't really even started my, my uh my catechism so um so I, you know i i have lots i have lots more to learn um it would be kind of antithetical to to orthodoxy however now that doesn't mean that certain priests i think and i think some 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 more of the greek orthodox have tried to um, have tried to adopt uh, a little bit to this culture around them, mm-hmm. um, but we've seen. I mean, we, we've seen the reaction just to COVID. Initially, I think a lot of a lot of the Orthodox and priests were like, "Hey, okay, let's let's wait and see what, what's going on," and then when it became apparent what was going on, they're like, "Okay, yeah, no, 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 we're not doing wait, 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 no, we're not doing this." Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, once they, once they started learning more about the vaccines and knowing that it was using, you know, fetal tissue in, in the vaccine, that was it. Like that's, there is, yeah, there's, there's no, there's a bottom line on that. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, to answer your question, like, I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, you can, you can always mm-hmm. say that because, because the world is operating within a liberal frame, the Orthodox are trapped within that frame and there's must be some liberalization of some things in terms of mm-hmm. you have father spirit and on making YouTube videos, you know, is that a, is that a strictly an Orthodox thing? I'm not sure. I don't know how you would defend it under an Orthodox frame. Um, but I, you know, that's a, that's a very minor yeah. ad, ad, adoption to, to spread a message. Um, so, you know, there's, there's podcasts and so like that. So, so I think there's, there's certainly church fathers who, um, are modern and work within a modern world, Father Turbo. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, I don't know if you've watched the Royal Path series with Cyprian and uh, uh, Andrew Funk bit. and Father Turbo, yeah. But I mean, you know, Father Turbo came, you know, was a he was a tattoo artist, punk rocker, mm-hmm. um, lived a life and then found then then joined the church and became a church father. So and he operates within a modern frame, but he's still very, very orthodox. Yeah. Um, I think the I think one of the appeals to it, and I talked about this a little bit with um, um just forgot his name. Damn it. I'll talk about this with someone else. I'll I'll think of it later. <laughs> um but we talked about it and and he, he said that the enlightenment was a mistake or or that that um that uh that the orthodox is a great uh, life hack. Uh and I agree sort of, but I also think that one of the big appeals of, of the orthodoxy is that it's at least, at the, at, the, at, at if nothing else, right? It has mm-hmm. a clear lineage right back to the source, right? Right back to the apostles, and it's, it, you can trace lineage and the message all the way back to that, to, yep. to Byzantine, right? We're talking like, this is where, it, this is where it started. So, if you're trying to get back to something and go, what, what is going on? Give me something that is not manipulated, that is not misinformation, that is not, Mm -hmm. that is, that is not, um, PR'd the fuck out and and not, and not media spun. Let's go to that. And it's so weird. And so, um, like symbolically spiritual and, you know, the the church followers have big giant beards and wearing like, you know, the whole, the whole Cossack thing and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's weird enough that it it steers Normies completely away from it. You know, like I'm. I'm waiting for the the headline saying, you know, you know, or, you know, orthodoxy is racist, sexist. I don't know, homophobic, transphobic. And you whatever.
0: guys, like, are Eastern. You kind of avoid a lot of like the uh, modern religious criticism. It seems like when people, when liberals complain about religion, it seems to be like Protestantism, and Islam. Islam the they... anti,
1: the anti-LGBT stuff will come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the Orthodox are are. Uh, are pretty, pretty staunchly against transgenderism, homosexuality, things that I, and again, uh, this is where they lose me a little bit because um, I, I couldn't care less. Like yeah. it's to me, to me, it's all about choice, right? It's a freedom. The freedom to choose is part of free will. And if you have the freedom to choose something, um, or I mean, and I think sometimes in homosexuality, I don't know if it's genetic, but I think it's certainly um, the way you're raised.
0: I think it's genetic um, in a sense. I mean, let's I say, arguments for it, but
1: let's say it's so, let's say it's, let's say it's the, let, let's maybe we can agree on this just as a theory, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we don't know. Um, but let's say it's, it's so in, it's so behavioral, like it's ingrained in you at such an early stage of your development between, let's say two and four that it might as well be genetic. Yeah. Like there's just no, you're not changing that stuff. It's, it's yeah. embedded in you. So, um, when you get to that point, and I wonder if liberalism, the liberal syndrome, to bring it back to this, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if that has that sort of roots where it's it gets in you, at, you know, between two and four, and I'm and I'm wondering if maybe because I'm because my grandparents were Eastern European and and so I had that influence in me that somehow my brain divided itself, <laughs> like it really feels like that, right? Yeah. Where. I, w- I operated under one frame and one reality for a very long time. Then mm-hmm. I, then literally about a year and a half ago, I was like, Whoop, let's go over here. Like it's, and you know, it's day and night. Yeah. Um, but there is there, I think there had to be something in there that in that primordial soup of my brain that, mm-hmm. that had enough uh, space for me to, to occupy. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could go from one, from one stance to another and not go completely, go completely insane. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a really it's a real bugger. <laughs> it's a, the liberal frame is a bugger man. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: well, it's great. actually yeah. one thing that I this is like um getting a little high, not a lot, just getting a little high, contains your perspective on things. For mm-hmm. me, when I get high, I like to watch um political videos of people I don't agree with. Like I watch Ben Shapiro, then I watch Young Turks and I watch Jimmy Dore. And I, when I'm a little high, I don't know if it's kind of more susceptible or I notice it more, but I can adopt other people's axioms and reason from those axioms. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot of fun to kind of like, I can put myself into a different framework and go, okay, how do you view from this framework? Okay, you're logical. How do I argue against that framework? What's the axioms that are wrong? And it, it's fun, but I probably when I get high, I, I forget everything. And so I can only remember that I'm doing it. I cannot remember any of the arguments. Like my my notebook, when I'm high, is just a bunch of like scribbles. And I'm like, I think that's an S. I
1: don't know. Um, yeah, it's the same, same same thing when I get drunk, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Dore is an interesting one, right? Like, Jimmy yeah. Dore is, like, so close. He's so close sometimes. You're like, man, if I could just, like, nudge you, yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd tumble and you'd, and you'd be over here all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, oh, oh. Because, again, all his arguments come down to, like, you know, government is corrupt. Government is ineffective. Government is killing people, literally. Mm-hmm. Right? What's the solution to that? More government. You're like, ah, Yeah. yeah. Ah, more more institutions. Ah yeah, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Like, yeah. That we'll liberal framework's right... hard to break. Well, we'll put the right people. This here's a here's a here's a key, though. You when you're talking to someone in the liberal frame. All we need to do is get is, is elect the right people to the right positions. Like, oh, ah.
0: these white people don't exist. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Maybe... Oh. Yeah. man, this has been a lot of fun. I am looking forward yeah, look... to the next part. Uh, what can what can we go... find you at?
1: Uh, people can find me at 2-Bit Podcast. We're on YouTube right now. We're kind of on Odyssey. Uh, and if you check out Harbor... Uh, Harbor? Yeah, Harbor FM, Spotify. We got some audio up. Uh, I took a little bit of a break over the holidays just to take a break. Uh, but I'm getting back on that horse and getting more episodes out. So there'll be there'll be a bunch of new stuff coming out pretty soon. Uh, so check that out. We have two main series. We have uh, the, uh, the talks I do with my friend Mark. Uh, which is more like news and culture commentary and a post secular mindset. Uh, and then I have another series called Fathers and Kings, where I talk to uh, people sort of in the liberty space, I guess. I don't know. Um, and mostly who are fathers, uh, but, but I just had a talk with Sam Jacob, who isn't, about masculinity, uh, Christian masculinity. So, anyways, we talk about the, uh, we're exploring the, um, the archetypes of both, of both fathers and, and king. And seeing how we can start to invoke uh, those archetypes in in in, in, the, in the modern era, see if we can how to find ways to strengthen people's concept of what a good father and a good king is, so that you know hopefully someday we will manifest them. Uh, that's right. So that's been going Sounds
0: on. Good. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, Thank guys, you, brother. Thanks for having me on. on. No problem, man. Uh, we got another episode of Face Liberty in Practice, season one, episode three. Uh, keep in mind, February 12th, I'm having on Thomas Lorenzo for Mises' book, Socialism. Mises is the only person who wrote a book on liberalism I can agree with. Um, actually, I've been listening to that book because I'm listening to this book. Kind of like seeing both of the strongest cases against and for. It's like li- Mises' liberalism isn't at all the liberalism of uh, Burnham's liberalism. And that's the problem I think no. is that the term liberal has just been so destroyed. It's like, ugh. anyway, you guys, an episode. Uh, have a good weekend.